So, Justin, uh, anything you're excited about in professional wrestling this week? Uh, yeah. I, it doesn't what? matter what you're excited about in professional wrestling this week. Fair. And then the song plays. And then we'll just talk about my trip for an hour and a half after the song. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> One Fall Show is now a travel podcast. Yeah. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling? Nuh-uh, not here. No. Not anymore. Travel. Traveling. But it is traveling for professional wrestling, ostensibly. I mean, yes, that was that was the awesome. lever to get me there. I hope, you know, it just occurred to me that this, I, I'm like, oh, the one thing I enjoy doing is going to big cities and just wandering around, usually not on my meds, although I, my meds will be packed tonight. Good. Um, I remember the last time I wrote, I drove you to the airport, we got like halfway there and you were like, fuck my meds. <laughs> so I was totally going to ask you tomorrow morning. I've walked around several large cities without my meds. It's helpful if they have free weed because edibles boost the serotonin. But if they don't have free weed, or not free weed, but you know, uh, legal weed. Yes. Free weed's also helpful, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends how generous uh, my, um, my contacts are, <laughs> but I'm certainly not expecting free weed. Um, oh, but I never thought about the fact it never rains when I go. What if I go and it rains for three days? I hadn't considered this. Does the airport sell just like massively expensive umbrellas uh, if it happens to be pouring rain outside when you land? I don't, I don't know how that works. I'm Some sure raincoats or something. Gotta have some. Well, well I, I mean, you always got your, you always got your jacket, so you, at least you got that run, rolling for you. Just take a hoodie. Yeah. But my plan is to walk like 10 miles a day. I mean, that's oh, like well, my, yeah. my, essentially my plan. I'm like, oh, if it rains all day, then I have. Right. It's going to be very interesting. I have, I have no plan B is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, but uh, that card on Wednesday looks pretty good. Woo. Holy wow. moly. Not you know, shabby. I was just thinking, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this, but I was just thinking that it's only two weeks since All Out, but AEW has kind of settled back into like, Okay, it's not completely 100% must watch TV, but it's good, yeah. but it's not must watch. But they've got an opportunity this week and they've got a card that like actually makes it like, no, it may not be that much like Erica. It may be foot on the gas full yeah. bore for another couple of weeks here. Yeah, I, it's smart. You know, it's like it's like we've said in the past when they had this string of a bunch of surprises, title changes, debuts, returns, all that. You need to kind of tone it down. You have a lot there where you don't need to have a crazy show, crazy card, crazy moments. You have a, a great enough roster that a casual show, a boring show, quote unquote, is still entertaining to watch. And we need that. We need that as wrestling fans, because if we get too many of those moments, especially within a single company in a short amount of time, we'll slowly st stop appreciating them so much. And half it's, of the varsity blondes still get to appear. Very right. true. So it hasn't completely washed them out. Shout out to the varsity blondes. Okay? Mm, yes, our favorite. So, I mean, it's smart. And of course, we Sucks had... to be the varsity blonde without a famous father. Right. Uh, right. Sorry, Griff guy. Garrison. <laughs> I like, I'm a Griff guy, okay? I'll be the Griff guy of the podcast. I appreciate him. Listen, of course, we knew there was going to be a, at least solid card for this week's upcoming dynamite we knew that weeks ago when they announced where the show was going to be the name of the show grand slam like we knew they were going to do something special did we know we were going to get brian danielson and kenny omega on you know not pay-per-view this quick hell no and i really hope you know and this is probably wwe that has 
hurt me with something like this. I really hope there's it, this is just going to be the straight great match that we expect from these two, and there's no shenanigans. You know, that's good. Oh, it's going to turn into a tag match or, oh, it gets interrupted four or five minutes in and it turns into a six man, eight man tag. I hope they don't go down. I don't expect that from AEW. Now you're fine. Like there will be a schmaz ending almost for sure. You're like, right. Right. Like you're expecting as long as we get the, the match good brothers up. to do something right. But you want to see a good match. You, yes. you just want to make sure you get some good meat on that bone. 100%. Is what you're saying. Yeah, because a lot of times, again, WWE haunted me with this. A lot of times when they gave us a match of this caliber on a Raw or SmackDown and going in, we're like, oh, my God, we're getting this match tonight. It gets wiped away three minutes in by an interference and turned into a tag match, and we don't actually get that match until the pay-per-view. So, like, if tonight on Raw, if it, the um, the the head, the head of the family, which I like to say because there's a hilarious movie from the 90s called that, um, yes. and the New Day facing off, is immediately interrupted by the 24 seven parade running in and then the show ends. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine that wouldn't happen though. Yeah. No, I mean, that's another one too. I mean, uh, I could see Kenny Omega saying you gotta, you gotta beat Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa before I'll get in the ring with you. But, and oh, that would be, there would booze would rain down for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'd have, oh, yeah. have to be shrewder than that. I think. Well, any, any route like that. And that's something that they have the, the pieces there to make happen. And that's definitely something WWE would do. Yeah. It's something we've come to expect, right. From, yes. from the other company is like, well, we're not going to get the thing we want until we have to pay $30 in pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to imagine that, you know, it's not going to be just a beautiful clean match. And then this is the one time they face off with one another, right? Like that right. seems highly unlikely, but man, I, I have to say, Whereas Vince McMahon constantly makes the wrong choices in, ter- you know, in the fans' eyes, he's a bazillionaire and has uh, been able to elude the law for uh, allegedly covering up murder. But um, <laughs> it seems like Tony Khan, like he, he just get he's been getting it right every time, every sure. time. like above and beyond what I expect in terms of right, like way over a very high bar. Erica, yeah. What do you think uh, about it- that? I, you know, for, for me, it just seems like every time I watch AEW, I'm watching a show that wants to make me happy. You know, I'm watching something where, you know, things things might may happen, uh, but they will further the storyline. But like every time I watch or I have, like there's been significant amount of time, you know, when I've watched uh, WWE, where it's like, I feel like they're going out of their way to make me mad. Right. And it's like, no, I'm not I'm not watching this to to pissed. Like, I'm watching this to entertain, to have fun. Once again, fun. It should be fun. And that's what <laughs> I get with AEW. And it yeah. just, I, I significantly more faith. They haven't really truly dis that have happened that have been unfortunate. Like, you know, the, the uh, exploding barbed wire death match and, and whatnot. But, you know, those things happen, but they didn't happen on purpose, you know? And it's just, I, I, I you know, it's like well, being the, in a the really big Jericho abusive... pillow kind of happened on purpose. I mean, to be yeah, fair. that was. <laughs> to be fair. But no, you're absolutely uh, right. You're, it's it's yeah. like the, the, it's, it's, he's like toxic masculinity in a human being, right? Like he vaguely abuses you and then is like, no, no, I, I, really, I love you. Here's a gift. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? It is an abusive relationship. Like, I, I don't right. mean to sully and, 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 and 
lessen that term, but it's like, it, it is. It's, it's just the like, dynamic it's, of one, right? Yeah, it's a very right. dis- yeah. a dysfunctional relationship. Let's Certainly put it that, that. way. Di- yeah. But I think his mindset is, is yeah, we piss them off and then they'll be so happy. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Right. No. You can just, you can just make them happy and then make me happy. Right. You know, like I get the idea of just keeping everybody happy all the time is rough, but like right. this, you don't, you don't have to like poke at things. It is it is fascinating that uh, Erica, you did bring up like the the exploding barbed wire death match like that happened this year, yet AEW has given us things that we've wanted for years when it in some cases when it comes to CM Punk in the same year to the point that they're like, yeah, that happened. But you know what happened lately is way cooler. So live crowds, man, I kept saying it live crowds will change everything. And they certainly have. Yeah, well, I don't even think it was just the live crowds. I think it was le- legitimately AEW trying something and it didn't work. You know, whether live crowds or not in that show, it was limited, but that show did have a live crowd uh, that, you know, the barbed wire. talking about the barbed wire death, death match. match. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think that was legitimately AEW trying something they probably shouldn't have from the beginning. And they tried something and it failed. And that was it. And you got to move on. And we came on this show and we said that was garbage. You better bounce back because yep. that was garbage. And their first few pay-per-views, the finishes that they attempted for one reason or another, they were garbage. And there's no going around it. Let me let me say that I am such a stan that I was not saying that was garbage. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I get what they were trying to say. Like the story is still intact for me. Yeah. Um, it's an unfortunate that- ending. Yeah, but and but the thing is, and, and and don't get me wrong, this is not, and I know you guys are gonna get at me like it's Justin going to WWE's defense, but when you have two companies like this, we need to really we need to judge one the same way we would judge the other, right? Right. We need to if this if what we're seeing on AEW were happening on WWE, would we be reacting the same? Because we should be. Because right. as much oh, yeah. as we're, we're rightfully pissed off at WWE and Vince McMahon for the reasons that we are, it's still wrestling. It's still, you know, it's still professional wrestling. And it, we still expect the same thing, despite it being a different company. So if that type of finish would have happened in WWE at a pay-per-view, we need to have the same reaction. We can't just say, because it's the new toy in AEW, it's okay. That's not how this should work. It's not, it's not fair. No, that's fair. And really I'm the only one I think that was, and, you know, Eric, I think was you know, not particularly harsh. I mean, we're certainly not saying like, Hey, oh no, let me no, tell like, you why was... this was actually a success. I mean, that was never, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never this is what they wanted you to think. <laughs> but no, I, I think that it was, you know, it's well, well known that that, well, that that is an infamous match. Right. And well, less well known, I think is maybe like you said, they're a, a bomb sort of feel to a pay-per-view or two right in terms of the card but i mean i it's gonna tony's gonna have to work real hard to turn this thing around from being like good to great shows right like a good as the bar like you could well, I, I think you could just say figure it out amongst yourselves and they're going to put on a good show at this point I and mean, the talent right is and, that, and that's exactly because that actually puts tony khan in a very scary spot for him i don't think so because i really think he only sets like the pins right like he sets up the like this is what the ride's gonna do sure you guys actually design the ride well and that's and where i'm getting at when i say it's scary is 
your roster is stacked right now. Meaning if this is anything less than good at any point for a long run, there's going to be serious issues here, right? Right. Because WWE, we complain about, but at the same time, they've lost a majority of the big names. So we know we go straight up to the top as to why they lost those big names. And we understand that Raw hasn't been great for a while, A, because it's three hours, B, there's not much there, and it's a brand split, which that's something I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute in a little bit, but, and it's a brand split, so we're even more limited to who's going to show up on the show. For AEW, your roster is so damn good, it's really hard to have a, a, a shitty show with the, with the guys they have right now. It does feel a little bit like... Um like wwe in say like the 2000 2001 era where you can tune in on any given week to aew and they can just throw two guys together and they've got kind of a superstar ability to them that you're like oh shit that's gonna be a great match eddie kingston and the murder hawk okay i'm in that sounds fun yep Eddie Kingston, I think, was the first big moment, right? Where was that? Because that one was out of the blue. I don't know that any of us thought Eddie Kingston's going to be one of my favorite professional wrestlers in a few months, right? I mean, we had varying degrees of interest. Um, I was enthusiastic because I had heard him on a podcast not that long ago. And he just sort of falls into that East Coast hardcore punk rock 80s thing. Yeah. Um, It's it's, uh, something that I'm familiar with. So I, I, I... dug it but i mean i i would i was not i would not have guessed that you know we're going to see him every single week and we're going to continue to be excited every week you know i i love he he does um commentary on uh uh aw dark elevation and um that's a pleasure you know i don't mean to switch topics right away but can we talk about wwe really quick mainly because i have to go pay Okay. And I, because because then I have nothing to, I have nothing to contribute to the conversation. Can we, can we uh, talk about WWE so I can walk away? Yeah, sorry, I, I, yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, nice. Um, so I just have, in case I have to, to go. Just to, I think it's great that you're continuing to follow WWE. Um, if I throw barbs at this point, it's because it's my one chance every week to shoot barbs oh, at WWE. But yeah. I mean, I absolutely value your opinion on the company. And I'm listening yeah. very, very closely to what you have to say because I'm not watching. I absolutely. Well, and I think WWE's at a spot right now that there is a, a debate starting up, especially with everything going on in AEW, of is the brand split coming to, to an end? Should it come to an end? They have another draft announced for October something. And, uh, you know, but we've seen a lot of, especially this past week, which we really need to talk about, Big E showing up on Raw, and he is a WWE champion, but he's technically still on SmackDown. He shows up on SmackDown. He's in Roman's face, and now we're going back to Raw, and Roman and the Usos are coming to Raw to Mm. face the New Day. So not only is that a great fucking match, Mm -hmm. Roman and the Usos against the New Day, but it's also the fact of you have a SmackDown guy holding the Raw world title. You have the SmackDown champion bringing his faction to Raw to face Biggie and the other half of his faction, which is on Raw, and now you just have this whole thing going right now. And there's a lot of conversation right now, and I 1,000% believe they need to get rid of this brand split. And I do think we are slowly – this is testing the waters right now. I think that's what they're doing. When I say we're we're nearing an end of the brand split, I mean within 
by probably after next WrestleMania because we have another draft. So, you know, they're going to play it out with whatever the new rosters are right. and call it that. But with AEW doing what they're doing right now, WWE losing as many guys as they've had, and they need to spice it up. Getting rid of the brand split is exactly the way to do it because I have, I have not been this excited for a raw in years. Interesting. And I have not seen social media excited for a raw like this in years and it's not only because of how good of a match it is but roman's coming over from smackdown and that's the type of matches and storylines and dynamic storylines that you could throw out there when you have everybody on both shows because you don't know who they're going to pair up next when you brand split it especially with the limited roster you are limited to how many storylines you can get so i think this is testing the waters we're going to go do one more survivor series of raw versus smackdown We'll play this out after the draft in October through WrestleMania season. And I guarantee you next spring in the summer where everyone's on both shows. You heard it here first. He guarantees it. Guarantee it. <laughs> if they're smart, which <laughs> if they're smart with what <laughs> AEW is doing. Yes. That's exactly what we need to do because again, and we've talked about this before, when we have open challenges, when we have one title picture come to an end and who's going to be the next challenger. The fact that that, that opens up to as many people as it will open up to when they're both on both shows, sure. that makes it fun. Yeah. But when Seamus comes out and has an open challenge and Humberto Carrillo and Ricochet are just taking turns, I'm over it. But does anyone else have like a legacy? Like, to me, having the bloodline and the the uh the new day is like all of your talent tonight like yeah it does what's the next trio that you're really excited to see or you know like i mean you know another title run for randy orton whoop-de-doo no but it's not even just necessarily you know what other trio or anything because raw and smackdown especially smackdown but they both individually have quality names but both shows, they right now feel like both shows need to have a certain amount of quality names, which separates them. But in my mind, the idea of Randy Orton and Riddle defending their titles against the Usos or the Street Profits, that's fun, right? But that's not an option right now because no, the Street I, you're Profits definitely, and it Uso, absolutely opens things up. Right? I'm just, I'm just not so sure it opens Bianca, things up big. It does. When they cleared the top it 100% of the pipeline, does because because we I mean, just they, just novel matches don't matter if it's people I don't care about. I don't care if uh, who Umberto you don't care wrestles. about the street profits. You don't care about the Usos, Randy the Orton, Usos, and who I just the, said. I said the about, dude and the Usos are, are we all skipping the over talent. the street profits? We're skipping over the street. WWE is great. You're skipping over the street profits. <laughs> They're fine. Really? They're fine. <laughs> That's that's insane. You're telling They're me the street profits are just fine. I'm here for professional wrestling, sir. Jesus. I love their basketball. That basketball Montez, bit, amazing. Montez Ford is in. He has athlete, a, the most amazing frog splash. Yay! Are you're kidding me right now? You are not going to sit here and trash the street profits. So you saying the street profits are, have a long last legacy? I said I never said legacy. The I said they the are quality. Yeah, I, I said WWE quality. You give me years. one tag team division with Usos. New Day, RK Bro, Street Profits, and one tag team division. You're telling me that's not entertaining? Welcome, everyone, to this week's One Fall Show, a friendly conversation about professional (laughs) wrestling. It's insane. 
<laughs> right? The women's division. You put Bianca and Becky and when Bailey gets healthy and Sasha in the same division as Charlotte and Rhea, and you still have the Liv Morgans of the world still make it all in one division. Reggie's good. That's have, good. Eat his heart out. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm not, I'm not arguing. You know, I can't even argue with you because you just told me, you, and, and it's okay that you don't follow WWE like that. You are an AEW stand. That's fine. So that's where our conversation ends. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I, I think you do make it an excellent point. I'm just, I'm wondering if, because I don't know where the talent's coming from now. Is it, is it going to come right. from NXT? I, you know, are they going to continue to just crap all over everybody who, who gets elevated? Right. I do agree that having four tag teams in a division instead of two gives you more versatility, but I just, to me, that's not like a year's worth of entertainment. That's a few months worth of entertainment. And as of now, WWE drags things out way too long as it is for me. Right. Um, I, I just, I, and I don't know where they, it's not like AEW is going to be cutting a bunch of top tier talent and, 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 and WWE is going to sign them where it, you know, are, like are we, what are we is sure about that though. In the next few months, when I'm already bored of seeing the same twelve people instead of the same six people on each show, it's it's like, I don't know, I they haven't done enough over the over the years with Kenny, uh, Kevin Owens. They haven't done enough with Sami Zayn. All these guys to make right. me feel like having them all mushed back together is a huge thing. I, like, yes, because like, who is Kevin go... Owens in 2021 in WWE? I understand that, but you're also talking about Kevin Owens, who is stuck to two hours a week on TV. So now if we put the rosters back together, now we have five hours, if we keep Raw three hours, five hours of TV to find time between both shows to get these guys a storyline consistently throughout the week. We no, could see. Your, your, uh, Chuck, I'll throw it to you because I will be done here. But your thesis, I think, is, is, is excellent. Yes, putting them all together does make things better. Uh, things are so bad. I mean, like almost anything makes them better, right? And that does immediately shake things up in a way that provides some more novelty for the viewer. Um, I don't see the the I don't I don't see it as being enough. Maybe that's just for me as now this WWE resistant person. Chuck, what do you think about that? The the two dynamics. What his thesis that this makes things better, and my thesis of it does. But for how long? Not very. I can understand where you're coming from. And I think it, it goes back to our initial point when we were talking about AEW. It's the dysfunctional um, relationship that we have had with Vince McMahon's uh, version of what he thinks professional wrestling is, as opposed to the shorter relationship, but somewhat more successful relationship we've had so far with Tony Khan's version of what he thinks professional wrestling should be. And I'm, I'm glad that I get to bring it back to that because the thought that I'd had while we were talking about that is I wonder how much of that has to do with one of these men played one of the biggest heels in professional wrestling on television for years and quite possibly really got addicted to that heel heat. Whereas sure. the other one has had his toe in the pool with some impact uh, ads at being the heel and was like, yeah, that was fun, but this isn't my thing. Like, yeah. that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to make sure that the wrestling show that I'm backing monetarily is the successful and most entertaining, most fun one I can make sure happens. So I'll I'm, leave that to the professionals. I wonder how much of Tony Khan's business model is 
whatever Vince McMahon has done in the last couple of years, I'm just going to do the opposite. Because I was thinking about the fact I'm excited for the music. I want to sing along with some of these entrance songs. Sure. That is one of the things I am most looking forward to this AEW show on Wednesday at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City. Um, I guess that's what happens when you get rid of Jim Johnston. Right. Whereas the other guy was like, "Eh, we can, you know, we have this one guy that we pay almost nothing to write all of our good songs, but you know what? Fuck him. We don't want to give him another 5%. Let's bring in whoever's cheaper. Like, and, and and so Tony Khan's then like, oh, you like this, uh, you know, top hundred hit from 1986. Do you want me to drop major dime to get rights in perpetuity for it? Cool. I'll go ahead and do that. You know, it's, uh, it's everything is just, you know, and I wonder if you just like, eh, well, you know, easy points, right? Like if you're monitoring wrestling Twitter, right. when you see a bunch of people are extremely angry when Jim Johnson goes, you make a little note. All right music important to fans what do you know and uh you know uh makes well, and as, tony's job pretty easy actually well and it adds to what you're saying with tony thinking opposite of vince because vince was on tv he was a character he was grown up in the business he was never just a fan he was always in the business no so, he right? wasn't he thought no he didn't grow up in the business he didn't reach out to vince senior Later in life, he didn't have that carny brotherhood instilled in him. That's why he raided the territories and basically ended the entire territory system. So I would I would take point with that. So, right, but continue, but, please. But it's not like he got into this at necessarily an older age, right? He I was, mean, he. I mean, he was an adult. Yeah, he was an adult. I, I, I of course, I, I'm with that. But I'm saying in the sense of. Tony Khan, now forgive me, I don't have Tony Khan's age with me at the moment, but it is late 30s. I, I something like that, that right? Yeah, 37, 38, somewhere in there. Tony Khan is 1000% just a wrestling fan. And we that we said well, this and in an NFL team owner. And a, well, th- well, yeah, I'm saying, but in a sense, just per, of course, he does a lot more. I'm talking about in the sense of professional wrestling. Gotcha. He is straight up. A, uh, a wrestling fan and we said this to his detriment right because early on in AEW when things were a little sloppy and you know there were certain moments and such that we weren't necessarily great on we knew Tony we even said Tony probably shouldn't have as much say I think he needs to make certain decisions but step back and let the guys who have been in the business you know iron out all the details of how we actually do it Right. When Tony Khan showed up on TV and he was trying to cut promos and he was on impact and whatever, it didn't work. Yeah. As much as it's great to have a fan up there making some decisions, spending the money to make it happen, because when he's thinking like a fan, he's thinking like us. And that's why we get so much of what we like. That's why it works. But of course, he's found the balance of I had this idea. Let's look at the professionals. How can we make this happen for it to make sense? Right. He is he is 38. 38. Wow. So, you know, he already pushing 40. And so he's a straight up fan coming in. And that's great. Now that he he's not on TV as much, he's not a character anywhere, which he should not be. And he's not making all of the decisions of every detail of every storyline. He was making a lot more decisions like that about a year ago from now or a year ago from now. And we weren't great. We could tell. We could, we could see it in the storyline of, all right, he doesn't get it. It's a little sloppy. And now he's found that balance, but he's still thinking like a fan. 
It's just let, let the professionals tell me how to make this happen. And that's fascinating too, to think about is that when you, I know that when we have seen some missteps in AEW, one of the, one of the things that we've thought is like, man, is this WCW all over again? Is are the, right. uh, the lunatics running the asylum on this? And this is why it's bad kind of thing. And that's another one of those, like, if you're a long-term wrestling fan, you've lived through WCW and you've lived through uh, TNA back when they had like, on one hand, you had Christopher Daniels in his prime, Samoa Joe in his prime, a, uh, AJ Styles, not even yet in his prime. And then you had Hulk Hogan and you had guys like Christian and Ron Killings who had, you know, had an axe to grind because, oh, I guess we're not good enough for WWE, but we haven't yeah, even yeah. hit our prime yet. So, yeah. And, and that didn't turn out because once again, you had kind of like a lunatics running the asylum kind of thing where it didn't work. Whereas with this, it seems like, I don't know how selective they've been with bringing in the Mark Henry's and the Paul whites and the whatnot, but they've really seemed to have vetted the, like, if you're coming here, you're contributing in a positive way. You're not yeah. just bringing your, the name of Chris Jericho and then getting to do whatever you damn well, please, whether it's good or bad, except you, Chris Jericho, you can definitely do that. Except yeah. you, Chris Jericho. Well, and I, I feel like other figures like like Jr. and Tony Schiavone have probably had some sort of input as far as storylines go, or at least like story structure. Because no, J Justin is absolutely right. Like at the beginning, it was sloppy. <laughs> Tony Schiavone, yeah. every single time, only presented the idea: I want to be best friends with Britt Baker so I can eventually get a <laughs> hug on her. <laughs> That's every week. Every week. Oh, I mean. <laughs> That point aside, you know, there, there's there are there are plenty of wonderful wrestling minds who have seen pretty much it all backstage there. And like not just Jr. and Tony Schiavone, you, you got Arn Anderson, you got right. Tully Blanchard back there. Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Yeah. Uh, Billy Gunn, bless his and heart. I was going to say, and still the people that are wrestling, even the Christians of the world and Sting, like yeah. you have so many guys. So, I mean, like, I feel like it, you know, it and was we're always those gonna... first wave indie guys now have a year under their belt, right? Like, right. that's a huge thing. And it was very noticeable, I thought, with um, um, Homeboy with the, the giant mullet from the uh, Varsity Blondes. Uh, uh, Pillman uh, Jr. Thank you. Brian Pillman, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, he still doesn't have, like, a really great delivery, but he's been doing a lot of stuff on Dark. And, and so... There, everything's elevated just a little bit because the company has that experience. And then this influx of new talent, I get, as long as there, there isn't an, uh, an aberrant ego in there that we're not aware of, you know, I mean, really what you're doing is just providing all kinds of great mentorship for those people that are underneath it. Now it will be longer for them to get to the top, right? Like well, we thought for sure it would be, I, I thought for sure it would be two or three years before Orange Cassidy would even get a sniff at the world championship. Now it might be five years, you know, right. because his story is going to be slowed down, but um, everyone I think is going to benefit if the egos are where they should be. Right. Um, and the other thing that's different is that this idea of the, the lunatics running the asylum is they all, I don't know about all, but many, if not most had an established social media presence that indicated an ability to navigate interaction with the fans over a long period of time, right? Like um, the Bucks may very well be just egomaniacal 
a-holes. I have no, I have no idea, no idea. But they were able to keep being the elite on the tracks for all that time. So, you know, they, uh, it's, it's not like exactly like the WCW days where you used to basically had roided out carnies, you know, who, who loved the fact that you had a knife in the bag. And if you played a video game, you were, you were probably one of them. And one of them could have been any number of things because they were real bastards. Right. I think, you know, and it, I, I thought of this when, you know, Chuck and Erica both mentioned WCW and Impact. AEW, and this is not a knock on them at all because they're, they're benefiting from this. They're in a very pretty spot right now when it comes to uh, competing against WWE and not because WWE is struggling, but because we've been through WCW and Impact to see what didn't work. Right. right, absolutely. Because those are our two Absol- companies. Yeah, 100%. Since WWF and E have been the top wrestling company that have attempted to take them on and both failed, and they can sit back and despite having similar names from both companies, why didn't this work? And early on in AEW, when there was a lot of WCW callbacks, WCW references, matches, whatever, and even some impact, granted, impact still technically exists and does its thing, but some TNA references, I get. I got a little worried. Eh, no, stop. Don't go there. Right. Take advantage of the fact that you've watched two companies try and fail to do this. Figure out what both of them didn't do and do it better and don't do what they did. And that is a pretty spot for them to sit in, along with the fact that WWE is struggling the way it has been. You know, you know what uh, AEW has managed to do that none of these other companies have managed to do? Secure a deal with Owen Hart's estate and his foundation that yeah. news dropped today. I mean, as like I, I've really kind of mulled this over, and I and I don't know how you guys necessarily will feel about this next statement, but I think this is on par with like CM Punk going to AEW just because of the long history between WWE and um, Martha Hart, and understandably so. Uh, she, of, she, of course, should be upset with that, with, with the company. I'm sorry, you know, her husband, who she loved, is no longer here. Um, and she has, you know, wanted to guard his legacy, and, and once again, rightfully so. And, you know, who knows what kind of talks have taken place and what has happened behind the scenes that, that has led to the announcement of this deal, which includes obviously the Owen Hart, uh, you know, tournament with the Owen Hart Cup, uh, merchandising deals, like there's going to be action figures, he's going to be in video games now. Yeah, like that, like this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. And it's going to be like, I think this tournament is going to be a great opportunity for AEW, not just like it's wrestlers on its roster, but like, this is going to be, I, I hope to see other names from other promotions taking part in this tournament whenever it takes place. I'm not, that would quite, be sweet. It would be, it, I think it's, it's a golden opportunity, especially since uh, Owen Hart has history in uh, new Japan as you know, he was IWGP uh, junior heavyweight uh, at least once. I, I don't know if he held the t- title multiple times, but like he has history there. So it, it's, this is a, this, it was a big F deal that happened today. And I was just kind of like, and oh it, boy i, think I couldn't it shows believe it. where that brody lee show not only triggered punk if we're to believe the punk's own words 
to come, but like it's now provided a safe space for professional wrestling legacies that that WWE it decides that they're going to shit on just because Vince McMahon's a petty fool. Um, that's very interesting, right? Like all all of the territories are back for revenge, and New Japan's with them, and they're their sports entertainment. Yeah, somebody in the uh, Lapado Wrestling group had mentioned on Facebook when this news dropped that like we got CM Punk and Martha Hart back in wrestling in the same year. And and they they asked like what kind of magic are they working over in AW? And I'm glad you brought up Brody Lee because that was the the best comment I saw was like they treated Brody Lee, you know, like a human being when he was sick. They kept it quiet. They didn't use it for storyline purposes. And then when when he passed on, they did a very touching tribute show um, and and took care of his family. And apparently that's where we've not seen the end of the the response that's going to have with professional wrestlers themselves and their families as far as you know what going back to what Mick Foley had said in his WWE has a problem video if I'm a professional wrestler in 2021 and I look at the two companies I'm more apt to trust one of them with my future than I am the other at this point and the very interesting thing is 10 years from now WWE may still be a much larger company and making much much more money but would you rather be you know, theoretically on this timeline that we're presenting as a hypothetical, would you like right now, would you rather be in the WWE uh, Hall of Fame or the, the AEW Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, let's call it. Obviously, right. the WWE has much more prestige. Ten years from now, you may be making a ton of money, but it's basically a perfunctory joke that you're getting put into the Hall of Fame, right? It's right. Well, it, to quote my husband from earlier today, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame is a work. There is no building there is no place where you can actually go honor these people it is just a, a, a title that they can potentially exploit so until they actually build a goddamn building um i'll maybe take i mean like yeah okay the hall of fame it's nice it's nice it's great um but no like stop like just stop right now build a goddamn building and then I'll like start to really take you seriously. Even Come the on. Champions Club is a physical place you can see. Yeah, it 100%. is. Yes. It is. Small. There's occasionally a hole in the floor, but it exists. <laughs> but it's there, and don't we can go to it. Don't do it. Don't fall in the hole. Don't fall in the hole. Don't fall in the hole. Be a champion. Well, I think too, Vince McMahon, you know, said, you know, his one of his famous bullshit lines of it takes a real son of a bitch to be in this business, right? And I feel like he takes that to heart a little too much because as much as he may not be wrong to an extent, I think he, he takes it to heart a little too much in a sense of, you know, again, it, it's still a, a company, it's still an employer, and it's taking care of your employees. If to break yeah, it down, he, diminishing it as much as we can, it is still an employer that needs to take care of your employees. Perfect example, Brody Lee and how they took care of him. Roman Reigns does, and they want Dean Ambrose to go out there and say every horrible line about what Roman Reigns is actually dealing with right. in real life. And it takes Dean Ambrose saying, fuck that. And but all the rest of the time, you're like a trademarked character that they own. And don't yeah. you dare go on, you know, on, on Twitch, except right. for when you're 
Except right. when you're fighting cancer. Then they're like, oh, this is a real human being, folks. Come on, what are you doing here treating him like a clown? Meanwhile, yeah. just fucking our truth and Sheamus in the in the ring at that moment wearing clown noses because yep. that's how WWE rolls. It's you know, yep. um it and was like truth. like whiffing on that 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 uh 9-11 tribute show. How do you cut that match? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. They live in their own little world. It's like McDonald's play place and they've stripped it down to so few characters. There's it's, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Very frustrating. So did, so did anybody catch uh, NXT last week? I did not tell me about it. The relaunch of NXT. Well, the stage is great. Uh, It is extremely bright uh, as far as the lighting is concerned, which I don't think is to its detriment. I think you get a real good view of the wrestlers. Uh, It doesn't feel as kind of like what's happening in the ring now. Yeah, it doesn't feel as like as kind of dirty and independent as the old NXT did, but um, that's why I liked it. Yeah, like, no, I get it. That's why I like the show. A hundred percent. Um, but uh, th- there was definitely a uh, there was definitely a formula going on, and I'm concerned with that formula. And if that's the formula going forward, this is not the NXT I enjoy, and I don't know that I'll be around for much longer. But I did appreciate that the uh, the index wedding did feel like the maybe the closing of a book of like this okay here's here's the final chapter to the nxt that you have been enjoying for the last year or two because yeah, it, it was well done I, I i still think it's a slow it's a slow death is what it is to what nxt has been you know how long before we're actually officially moved on i don't know you know because they are still like you mentioned closing out storylines that the old nxt had but like you said, the way that went on, it's like it's it's like almost the ending of one season of a sitcom, and you're about to get the new season with brand new characters. Yes. And, and we're, we're introducing these new characters at the end of this season. We're gonna kick out all the old characters, and now these new characters are gonna are gonna take over. And you can't have that. I mean, it's not gonna be good. And then Samoa Joe going down obviously doesn't help anything. I don't know what what that's about and what their plans would have been with him if he hadn't gotten hurt. But uh, I think when it comes to what NXT or what they're doing to NXT is a thousand percent, not necessary, no matter how great the first episode may or may not have been. Uh, it, it's, it's, it wasn't necessary. And the fact that you're doing this as a slow death is even worse. Like if, just pull the plug and move on. Unfortunately, the established formula from the first match seemed to be, here's a guy you've been watching on NXT for weeks or months or even years, and here's a guy from developmental that you have never heard of, and the new guy's winning. Yep. And it happened over and over and over for two hours. And I, I was honestly like, feel like this I don't is know the about writing this. on the wall that they're trying to flush out the smarks. Yeah. They only want people they can carny, and that's so weird and so creepy because I mean, if you're a smart, you're gonna be like, if someone's complaining about the storyline, you're gonna have to, you know, like, like, okay, well, here's here's what's going on, <laughs> right? You're right. smarting them up to some, but it's like, it's only the most ignorant among us that they want watching, and they want all the smarts out because we might pollute the ignorant. Well, and I think you know one of two ways when it when it comes to what NXT is doing is on one side, sure, you might be sending these guys to the main roster to add to what Raw and SmackDown has, right? These guys that we've been watching on NXT that we enjoy, but on the other hand, you're thinking like you're a weekly TV show on USA Network, 
you only got that spot because so many fans preferred watching you over the main roster for the most part, because you had a great mixture of known guys within the industry, a couple of new ones, and some people that used to be on the main roster who's reworking their game. And you and Triple had H that understood mixture. Smarks. And you know Triple I mean? There's H no understood. doubt that Triple H knows how to work the professional and, wrestling audience in addition to, and I, I think he he's probably like me where I'm down, like I'm saying that they only want idiots. Well, he probably hates that. Like it's, yeah. it's way more fun to, to hold and capture and hold the attention of people yep. who are resistant to what you're doing. I mean, right. that makes you a true entertainer. Just flushing out all the haters and like oh. only having children. Well, no matter how good or bad NXT has ever been, dating back to way back when it first debuted and there were coaches and all of that, they never knew what they wanted it to be. They really didn't. Because at first it was literally just it was supposed to be coaches and trainers and this gimmicky show. And then it went away and then they developed it into a de- just a developmental. And then they decided to sign some legitimate names to come over. And then all of a sudden we got takeovers and now fans enjoy this more than the main roster. So let's take it seriously and let's put it on USA. And now we're just going to randomly blow that up. They never know what to do with it. Do we make it a third roster? Is it our dev- developmental? Is it our minor leagues? Is it something separate? We don't fucking know. It's good. It's been good, but they never knew. I, I think Triple H knew. He I think he knew from the jump when the performance center became a reality. And I feel like that facility was always kind of like his dream. I, I feel like I mean, he he loves this shit. And I, I like I have no idea what he could be possibly going through right now like health problems aside and i hope he's he is on the mend and he's doing well um but like like he loved this i think he i think he knew he knew exactly what he was doing it was unfortunately his superiors that were just like meh and and the only reason why i got pushed to usa was because the competition showed up and they wanted to throw something up against the competition so they threw it on usa and then everything kind of happened from there. I don't know what's on USA before the competition. No, it was not. No, it was not. It was not. Look that shit up. Absolutely. No, it was on, it was on the network. It was on the network. It was on the network. Then as soon as they announced dynamite for TNT on Wednesdays, Wednesdays, nothing was on Wednesdays. They picked Wednesday, yeah, the so they wouldn't days, go up against like, anything. NXT was unflappable. That was so good at full. Sale. It was so good. And, yeah. 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 I mean, for the longest time, NXT was used, paid the nine 99 because it was better than paying $60 for WrestleMania. But the thing that made you turn on the network when it wasn't a Sunday of a pay-per-view was what happened on NXT this week. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It'll be sad if there are, are, you know, fucking with the the formula for Coca-Cola to make something absolutely terrible, but it is, I guess, what it is. Do we miss anything on SmackDown this week? Uh, I mean, I mentioned earlier Big E showing up and having his little ordeal mm. with Roman. Um, and then they announced Roman and Brock for, for Saudi Arabia yeah. uh, title match. Uh, yeah. we, they, they haven't seen that before. Um, mm. And we have Roman and Finn at a pay-per-view before that. So, I mean, I guess fuck Finn. That's uh, right. To that storyline. Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, I mean, Kane showed up. up. 
uh, Corbin uh, attacked who do you, uh, K- your your uh, your boy KO. He was supposed to have a match with KO, and he he beat the hell. He's still he's happy Corbin now. That's what he goes by. And uh, won a bunch know, of money in Vegas, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's he's rolling on his- that. Did you see his interaction with MJF on Twitter? Uh, yes, yes, I, I did. MJF yeah. went on a little spree that night. I think brilliant. There's several people that he <laughs> tweeted at, but that was very, very good. That was awesome. So yeah, no. Other than that, I mean, you know, Kane showed up. Shout out to Kane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember watching that. Now I turned it, it on for Kane. Yeah, it blows my mind still to this day how he or anyone else does. We don't want to see that Kane. <laughs> We want to see the Kane that electrocuted Shane McMahon's testicles. Yes. I kind of want to see Kane fight this Kane, fight <laughs> Bianca Belair for control of Knox County. Knox, Knox though, County. Yeah, it'll be a ladder match with the giant key hanging. Yes. Now, yes. The mayorship. The mayoral ship is on. Is up for grabs. Mayoral ship on a pole. <laughs> a ladder match. One thing I'm trying to figure out with Kane is why is it. When everyone else showed up in suits for the Undertaker's Survivor Series moment, <laughs> he showed up in full gear. And then when he shows up just for a SmackDown, now he shows up in a suit. Yeah, well, he made that mistake for the Undertaker thing, and he will never make that mistake again. Now he's only showing up in his suits. It is right. So I forgot much. he went full gear for that event yeah. where he yes. just walked and out and did nothing. Everybody. Every and everyone else is in. Everyone else is in business casual, and that whole it, thing was whack, though. Like, wasn't that the one where the Undertaker wasn't even in the room? What was going on there? It was something weird because it was like super pandemic-y. Yeah, they all no, came it was out. The, yeah, it was the Thunder. They played the video. Yeah, yeah. So they all came out, and then they like, played the video. Guys, Undertaker's. <laughs> we can't put him at risk. But all y'all get the hell out there. Get, <laughs> get in that ring. Yeah. Rick, Flair's, Rick Flair's old the ass was there. Was like, I'm not going out there without a mask. And they said, all right. Here you go. <laughs> get that singlet on. Literally. Paint up your eyes. <laughs> That's I'll show you a mask. Everyone shows up. And then by the time the video is done and over with, everyone's gone. What was the yeah, point of even having them? So like they vanished. And they just vanished. I'm like, did we yep. just no one? Okay, everyone just showed exits, up just to leave. Exit stage left. We gotta clear yeah. the ring for Taker. That was fucking weird. But yeah, you know what? And it's funny too because we talk about how AEW the little things, right? You mentioned the music and all that. And that's something that WWE has, you know, one thing for me that I've bitched about the most is the lack of thought in the staging, the lack of thought in the theme in the theme songs and the uh uh the video right uh the intro videos when they come out and kane is a perfect example of that because kane's whole theme and vibe used to be so killer like 2003 kane theme with the explosion and now you get a half-ass explosion some fucking flames on the on the titan and some fucking piano playing and kane walking out waddling out in a suit like it's so bad it's in a half-ass mask put that full mask back on why are we not wearing a full mask anymore i was i had to show amy last week the my sacrifice videos. <laughs> i had to show amy the my sacrifice videos because matt cardona made one for, of his gcw shit yes. which, oh yeah which was fucking great oh my yeah. god 
really good stuff. But I was like, yeah, there was a period in time where like they would license a song for a pay-per-view and we would get something this brilliant uh, like every three to five weeks. And it yeah. was amazing. And I'm, I'm in the same boat as you are, Justin. Like now they've got the coolest video walls possible. Like they can make the whole wall behind them into something cool, but they also have, do not have the budget or the creativity in a video department to make these fucking badass videos like they used or to. Or a guy at the top that understands Right. That right. The last three generations have grown up on video and cool video shit is really all you need. But that's yeah, what, right. But he doesn't get he's only lived in that weird fucking boardroom his whole life. It's so but the, but weird. the thing but what, what blows my mind about it is it was the same company and same man running the damn company when we fucking enjoyed it. When I was growing up on wrestling, one of the most exciting things for me about a pay-per-view was seeing the stage during Sunday night heat. And what Nerd. the stage looked like. Yes. Yeah, but they were that playing for millions then. They're playing for old. billions now. He's playing yes. a different game. Right. All Every stadium is just a statistic, not just right. each fan. Every single, you know what? And then the same thing when I went to a live show was watching the fucking Titantron while people came out. That was the shit that made me so excited to go to a show and watch a pay-per-view. And those are the little things that they just ripped away from us Mm -hmm. for no fucking reason. Seriously, if you're a kid and you don't even like, let's say you're a pretty smart kid. You'd rather look at your your screen than pay attention to a live wrestling show. If you're surrounded by 15,000 people going, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, oh. And you've got this like weird man boy doing ninja flips you're gonna your attention's gonna be drawn right it's no longer two guys fake fighting in their underwear it's yes. it's a very different experience yep, and they've yep. sucked all of that away in wwe 100 i called you a nerd justin but i was also a sunday night heat like i can't wait the, to see what the pay-per-view stage is gonna look yes, like the night of the pay-per-view that was I used to make sure before we ordered the pay-per-view, put something that heat on. Yeah. And, and it was so when you weren't able to order the pay-per-view because of whatever reason. At least you, you got to see. Or when you yes. when you got the game that at next year and you're checking all the pay-per-view stages, you're like, oh, yes. they did that one right. Oh, that one yes. looks good. Yes. And when you couldn't order the pay-per-view, you watch Sunday Night Heat. And seeing the stage in the background would make you like miss the fact that you're not watching a pay-per-view tonight. Right. It's like, oh God. That and was then you so remember it's capital cool. punishment and our truth is fighting uh, John Cena. And you're pretty yeah, sure right. how that's going to turn out. So, yeah, so well, I might I'm as well good. save 30 bucks. You know what? They better be, they must be paying our truth like some damn good money. He must be probably the highest paid in the back right now of the roster because to be as goofy as he fucking is for as long as he has been and be okay with it they must be taking care of him or they got something on his ass one of the two i think there's come on there's definitely a contingent of professional wrestlers you know stone cold steve austin famously would sell people if you're not in the business to be world champion then what are you doing here but i think there's really a contingent of wrestlers that understand that like okay look they're never going to give me the ball. So if I save my money and I don't Ric Flair my way through it in my career, then like this is kind of a good way to live. Really? I get to see a whole bunch of cities and I got, you know, I do have this time during the week to do whatever I want, as well as the amount of money I'm getting from having an action figure or being in a video game and, and, you know, to go and do whatever I want to do, whether it's collect action figures or make rap songs or, 
you know, buy a neat house in North Carolina with my hot Asian wife, you know? Right. I mean, listen, I, I get that. Obviously you can't knock on that lifestyle, but in our truth, yeah, sure. Never was going to be a world champion, but the dude's talented. He's athletic. He was trying to be taken seriously for a while when he came in, when he went over to impact, when he first came back to WWE and he was, he put on quality matches. He was good. And it's not like he's old and out of shape and done. And it's, and even when he first started this just straight comedic character, that's all I am. He was even closer to his prime because he's been like this for so long. And he was so good in the ring and could be a quality mid card guy or put him in a tag team or something. But instead he's a goofball. That is the, 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 the fast forward part of Monday night raw, which I mean, all of Monday night raw is the fast forward part, but that's the, the, the one you put on the highest speed. Thank you. You, you know what goofballs <laughs> don't have to do? Bumps. I mean, he, he's not yeah. he's not a young man, even though yeah, but he has he didn't just start this though. He's been doing this for 10 years almost. Yeah, but like he's isn't he like damn near 50? He's like, up he only, there. Yeah, like he's not young. I'm gonna look uh, him up and he's gonna be the same age I am. I'm gonna be very, very upset. He's 49. Okay, thank God. Okay, so like <laughs> once like again, 50? not young. All right. Maybe he just doesn't want to take those bumps anymore. And really, can you blame him? Yeah. And I mean, you again, know? not a bad business to be in if you don't hate your job. I just think right. a lot of young guys and girls getting into this are going to want to swerve way far from it. Yeah. In many ways, the women, perhaps even more so than the men, because I think there's an aptitude towards social media in this generation coming up. And there because there's been a lot of the uh i mean it's it's there still but it's different in the way it's there a lot of the toxicity that's been in social media over the last 10 years has been at least partitioned off in a way that it it can be avoided um it's 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 allowing young women to flourish sure and it's not again it's not knocking the comedic side of wrestling it is entertainment that is a whole thing to it but when it's your only job that's where I'm like, man, for this long, you know, you, ha- you haven't been put in a serious storyline in that long, you know, and there, it, it, he's not hurt because he still had some bullshit matches for the 24-7 title and he still, you know, runs around and does his flips and stuff. So I can't say that he's like hurt, hurt, right? So, it, I mean, if, for that to be your only role in this business, like it could be part, like I, he could be that comedic guy who still wants to go for the intercontinental title for the U S title, but they yeah. haven't treated him like that in forever. So, and it, I, it, I've always wondered that. And I, I have never seen an answer as to how or why we decided to go this route with a talented dude like him. Cause it'd be different too, if he wasn't as athletic as he was, but he was funny. So, I mean, it's just one thing. I mean, and if he's enjoying himself, he's enjoying himself. Good for him. And he's making damn good money. He gets to travel the world. Good for him. Good on him. Just kind of surprises me. That's all. So are we going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring? What can we really say that hasn't already been said? I mean, you're you're right. You're right. I just, you know, I didn't know. It's it's one of the looking in in my mental checklist of wrestling this week. That's definitely in the especially in the last four days. That's been a huge deal. Yeah, I would just have never guessed that Tommy Dreamer would be a guy 
Out of all the people that they could tell stories about on Dark Side of the Ring that could possibly lose careers over it, Tommy Dreamer was not even on the list. But the the thing is, it wasn't a story about him. It was him himself going on there. It was the way he presented it. Yeah, he dug his own grave. It's not like he was sitting at home and they, oh, shit, they did a Dark Side of the Ring about me. No one knew this story and now they hate me. No, I went on there myself and I dug my own grave. Idiot. Now, now, one thing too, though, and I haven't seen anything. Has Busted Open Radio done anything about this since? I think he was let go immediately. Was he let go from? I know Impact. Yeah, I read. Yeah, did, I, read, I think it was like, like I read a tweet. Um, and I think it was like three minutes after the show started. Was it, it was um per day per day of Lareca. Yeah, and it's 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 a very interesting case because what he did was he espoused like an old timey view, right? Like it was unenlightened. Yeah, was I think really what it was? Um, you know, it, like it presented the idea that everybody on that plane was equal during that plane ride, which I think grossly underestimates social dynamics. Um, I don't know that he won't be back right like i feel like this is something that he will be ultimately able to to come back from yeah um yeah now the the, fact that a lot of big names won't probably have to face any kind of heat is is a little weird but i mean you know i mean i i think most of us know this going in at least the smarks i guess maybe that's why they want to blow us out (laughs) so we won't be paying attention when uh, they release the vince mcmahon uh, Auto, uh, biography i don't think i don't think an actual f- somewhat factual true vince mcmahon autobiography i don't think that's going to happen in our lifetime no. so uh-uh. nope. oh i think the moment that they release the wwe one somebody's going to be releasing something now whether it'll be quality or not i don't know but there will be something that will go viral and if anyone's smart like they should you know if if you're a documentarian like set up that gofundme now and get rolling and then you know just start collecting that that stuff um whether it'll be good though who knows right like his his life is so cloistered but he's also been a public figure so it's like they're but a lot of the people, if you watch the old timers telling stories, you're like never sure if that's something that really happened or if yes. it's something that they straight up made up or it's something that they think happened, right? You know, depending on who you're watching and uh, at what point of their life they're in, it's it's all so so interesting. You know, there are certainly people that you can triangulate on that only have a an axe to bury, so you have to sort of pull them out just to keep the thing on the level. Uh, but I think someone's got to be doing it, right? I mean, come on. Well, I too big. I told this story a couple of weeks ago on um, on the Nerd Radio podcast about uh, meeting Mick Foley at Astronomicon and Amy getting the Cheetos bag. And like the night it happened, she got the bag, and then she lo- she came over to me a couple minutes later. She's like, "Is Mick Foley trying to carny me? Like <laughs> he gave me this Cheetos bag so I would come and get it signed. Is he just trying to carny me into giving him thirty dollars so he'll sign?" A bag of Cheetos he ate. 
Did she have to pay 30 bucks for her to sign the bag of Cheetos? She paid the money. She decided a couple days later, it's like, I'm going to pay the money. When, when else are you going to get to do something as funny as this? And then yeah. when she told him, he, she brought the bag up. He's like, you didn't pay for this, did you? Oh, like, get a picture. Get one of these things, too. Get what? So, okay. okay. So he, he, was he was not carnying. Okay. I, I wouldn't yeah. think. That would be shocking, right? Like, it, it would be. be. We'd we'd know about it because it would be like a Bill Murray thing, right? Like right. Hey, this is a thing that he does and it's funny and you're kind of honored <laughs> to be the one that gets roped in, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> Even if he did get carnied by McFoley, he'd be like, son of a bitch, that if, that yeah. scamp. What if that the Wednesday goofball. after oh Mick Vince McMahon passes, AEW does a two-hour tribute and it's all the dirt. I'm I'm Vince McMahon like Jesus (laughs) yeah like every every member of the roster that's had just just shooting stuff from backstage between matches talking about what a son of a bitch he was (laughs) Uh, Darby Allen could edit it (laughs) yeah good one all right all right. Well, that was a weird ass note to probably end on. I know. We're already plotting Vince McMahon's death. Again, oh, no. for the How second we week him? in a row. We're plotting anyone's death. Good Lord. Last week, Shawnee was upset he wouldn't die fast enough. And now we're just plotting. Whoa, oh, whoa, boy. whoa. This He's been outrageous. thinking for the last seven days. This has gone so <laughs> far off the tracks. Eric, I, I thought last week was going to go off the track because you weren't here. And normally you're our, our guiding light, our North Star, our balance of justice the award-winning erica banis and uh, we just we were having so much fun we just let this thing slide right out of our hands google her you fucking guys (laughs) (laughs) i can't talk about my numbers real quick yeah yeah how many people have uh, downloaded uh what are are your numbers justin i don't know Uh, are they in the millions I'm sorry. Can we end? Can we end? Are we done yet? <laughs> I mean, Chuck oh, listens at least, right? It's his favorite. It's podcast. my favorite podcast. So obviously, I downloaded on three different uh, things: my phone, my computer, and my uh, Walkman. Oh shit! Now he has even Walkman. less listeners. Your Walkman. You know the next episode of the JV Sports Talk pay per view pod is going to be out uh, this upcoming Saturday for the lovely Extreme Rules. Holy shit! Is that this Sunday? Oh uh, yeah, this upcoming Whoa. Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank goodness I'll be back from my trip to New York in time to see that. Uh, you can sleep off your jet lag. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll see um, um, an amazing AEW card. Let's not forget uh, Suzuki Goon. Um. <clears throat> Yes, please. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then GCW, um, where I will once again get to see Minoru Suzuki, and then I'll get to fly home and watch whatever's happening on that whatever on the Peacock, and hopefully the app works because sometimes it doesn't work. Yep. Sometimes the, the yep. You know what? The network never had that issue. No, the network was very good, actually. I know. Well, after like like <laughs> a couple of months, the first few months were a bit dicey, but like they right oh, yeah. the ship. It was new. And they, oh, yeah. They were working, yeah, out, they yeah, working out the kinks, but like once they yeah. got they got their shit together, like it was solid. Yeah, big time. But then money talks. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I have a, a football game. I got to go watch my team lose. 
Mike's okay, you oh, have fun the, uh, with your, Detroit with your Lions. pain. It's talking about the Detroit Lions, everybody. Uh, have fun, <laughs> be safe, and don't fall in the hole. Don't fall in the Detroit Lions hole. By my blue. Don't touch your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> the, the holes in the, the cheese heads. Yeah, um, the holes in the cheese heads. Don't fall in the hole. Uh, Cheez Its? Did you, did you have Cheez Its today? No cookies? No, I had Quit uh, touching no, no. yourself, please. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> You'll go My blind. My weren't hard. I was wondering why. <laughs> Whatever Justin thinks about the One Fall show, he touches himself like the vinyls. <laughs> My nipples very, I was, very I'm good cold. reference, Chuck. Very good. Uh, Thank you, said bye. Our listeners know who the, remember the Divinals one hit. <laughs> the same amount that it? know who the Spin Doctors are. The 1989 or something? Yep. This good was my Lord, snack man. of the week, by the nice. way. No oh, you just reminded me. You gave me them cookies like last week. They've been in my bag this whole time. Oh, oh my never, lord! You never that, you ate them. The Look, you just okay. Let them you know, you know. Time out. You never ate them. No, don't, uh, don't. <laughs> I almost said something. Else. Chuck realized no. he made a huge mistake, and he's putting a no. pause on everything. <laughs> yeah, rewind yourself. Because one. because I have lived for decades with lactose intolerance and stomach issues. Whenever I eat something that I have never eaten before, I always try and do it with about a 12 to 24 hour window of if this goes badly stomach wise, and I don't believe it will because as you presented last week, these cookies are delicious. But if it were to, I'm okay. I don't have to call into work or cancel plans or, you know, like nothing, nothing bad. I wouldn't have to not be here because I ate something bad and my tummy is upset. So that is why they that they were in my bag, and I was like, "Oh yeah, cookies." See, Chuck, this... do you mind taking your headset off for one moment? Sure. Okay. That was the wackest shit. Did anyone care? He gave us all that long speech about lactose intolerance. Not Justin because he, he, he fucking didn't eat them cookies. He could have yeah, at least nibbled. No, oh, put them the in the freezer, maybe. No, but right, here's Chuck, the problem. Put, can, Erica, can you tell Chuck that he can put his headphones no, back on? No, no, I unplugged yeah. him. I heard all of that. <laughs> okay, I know you did. Kate Bay, mother. This show is over. Listen, here's the reason. Here's the reason why it's bullshit. Not because of what he explained, right? But because it wasn't like I surprised him with cookies. He asked me. I told him they were coming. So he wanted it. He got it. It's not like I just randomly like, Hey, I have a cookie. And he wasn't planning for it. He asked for it. He got it. He should not have asked for it. If that was going to be a thing. Thanks for wasting my mother's cookies. I didn't. I'm going to eat them right now. No, you can't. Don't eat them right now. They're probably bad right now. Right in front of you. Chuck, no, don't eat. No, dude, don't eat. That's probably not good. This is probably some, this is weird <laughs> performance art. I'm gonna say porn. Can you hear it crunching? No. Good lord! What's? God damn it! And stop touching yourself. Hey, does anyone <laughs> want to hear any 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 uh, titles? I got three minutes. Go. All right. Um, I've walked around several major cities without my meds, um, <laughs> which was an early favorite. I still like it. Um, sorry, no Gr- yeah. Sorry, Griff Garrison. Also an evergreen title um should i edit that 
is I feel like another really good title we could use anytime. Yeah, I have been keeping a count on that incident and so that I know how far back to go to edit that out. That Perfect. was that was disastrous. It uh, it went nowhere and it was uh it it, it was not good. Uh Kane, it's time for full gear. Um <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> JV misses pay-per-view stage previews on Sunday night heat. And then obviously another one. Quit touching yourself, please. <laughs> hey Shawnee, I got a random, slightly actually slightly random question. When's your birthday? Um, February. Okay. When in February? Uh, the eleventh. Okay. Are you gonna rent out a theater so we can watch Shawnee's favorite movie, Head of the Family? <laughs> March. <laughs> I gotta make sure mom knows my birthday. <laughs> yes, that'd be March 12, 312. Oh, okay. So is the pregame show for this game gonna be just like a, a 40 minute retrospective on the greatness of the Green Bay Packers over the years and then against the, the Detroit Lions? <laughs> My is actually in two minutes. I got it up right now. Okay. All right. Well, so then we should. We gotta go. We have run out of time. Maybe March twelfth. If I, I don't, I, if I don't talk to you down. beforehand, Erica, have a safe trip. Yes, Erica, be safe. We Thank look forward you, to all your selfies. You take, you take your millions of uh, your page, page views. views. Thank you. And, and take. I got it. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> and go to Philly. I'm sorry. And I know I don't have. And Shawnee, you safe travels as well. Shawnee, be taking well. chances. I am going to be taking Shawnee, chances. Shawnee, be safe. Take a lot of pictures and video because I feel like AEW will probably do something stupid for a show and, like this. And, and please stupid, start I mean, a murder grandpa like, chant. Good, stupid. Yes, and start that murder grandpa chant. And if by chance they are selling like the Suzuki Goon tracksuit, please buy me one in like fatty size and I will reimburse you. Fatty size. Yeah. Like you tell me if they have Suzuki Goon merch, and like I, I just, will, I just, I will, I will Venmo stand. or I will Venmo or Cash App you money. You know if they got some cool Suzuki Goon merch, you look out for me, man. Oh, absolutely! I have to believe that there will be something, right? Like, right? I mean, do, like, do would you want the the flag? Something Ooh. is um because that, yeah, that I feel like, like that. is something that's usually offered when I see like he's doing stuff for his like Japanese autograph signings and things. Um, so I would think that would be part of his merch. So yeah. do you want you want one of them? Yeah. If, well, like, and I mean, just, if there's something more uh, interesting, I I understand. I understand. Yeah, what, you, I I picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. You let me know what they got. Um, let me know if you're on Cash App or Venmo or both. I will shoot you the money, and you get that shit. I'm just picking so. Shawnee at the stand. Can I get one of those in a fatty size, please? <laughs> <laughs> It's Appreciate for my it. friend who has millions of page views. Yeah, millions of you don't you don't know her? Oh, Google her. You got Google it, her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. right. I don't know when I'm gonna fly guys because game just started. Yes, yes, that's yep, that's her right there on the Google. Yeah, right there right, on the Google. <laughs> that's her. Give size. Thanks. I right, I'm gonna fly guys. Game just started. Love you all so much. All right, enjoy. Bye bye. Uh, the Lions are already down by seven. Go on. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No. First play, pick six. God damn. No, I'm just kidding.